0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
1: Hey y'all, welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, July 17th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. All right, so we can definitely tell that it is winding down and in the middle like heat of summer because there's not a ton of sports going on, which is usually the exact opposite of what I start the podcast with. Starting with some baseball, though, it was the all-star break this week. So let's go straight to the all-star game. And it was a close one. The American league struck first with a home run in the second inning, but it went back and forth with a run by the national in the fourth and another by the American in the sixth. But then the national league had a two run home run in the eighth to seal the victory. This is the first time since 2012 that the National League has won the All-Star Game. To put that in perspective and not to date myself, but I was still in college at that point. So it has been quite some time. Giants relief pitcher Camillo Doval got the W and Orioles relief pitcher Felix Bautista got the loss. It was also the Home Run Derby last week. It was last Monday, and Blue, the Blue Jays' first baseman, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., won the Home Run Derby over the Rays outfielder Randy Arena. Normally, I don't report on the Home Run Derby, but Guerrero Jr. joins his dad as a Home Run Derby winner. His dad won in 2007. They are the first father-son duo to win. And then other games that went on, because we did resume normal MLB play on Thursday. So actually on Friday. So Otani took the loss against the Astros for his third straight L in a row on Friday. But they won an extra innings on Saturday as the Astros had a costly error in extra innings in the 10th. The Padres had four different hitters hit home runs to beat the Phillies, eight to three. The Orioles won their sixth straight as Frazier hit two home runs, and this week they actually hit eight after Sunday's win. It was a close one on Sunday, five to four. The Dodgers kept the Mets to only one hit on Friday and handed Verlander the loss. The Red Sox also hit six wins in a row on Friday after beating the Cubs 8-3, but they then dropped the next game 4-10 to end that streak. The Rangers pounded the Guardians 12-4. The 35-57 Rockies beat the Yankees 7-2 after they couldn't get stuff going at the plate. The Nationals beat the Cardinals in the 10th late on Friday night in a battle of losing record teams. The Guardians also just could not catch a break, losing to the Rangers 2-0 on Saturday. The Orioles beat the Marlins 6-5 after coming back from a four-run deficit on Saturday. Bryce Harper finally hit a home run, ending his longest MLB major drought as the Phillies sweep the Padres in a doubleheader. Saturday also marked the third straight shutout of the Reds by the Brewers that would end the next day. But three straight is pretty impressive. The Yankees bounced back from their loss to the Rockies on Friday by winning on Saturday, 6-3. Stanton hit his fourth home run in four games. The Tigers shut out the Mariners six to zero after Carpenter home run twice. On Sunday, the Padres-Phillies matchup went into the 12th inning after being tied 5-5 to at the end of the ninth. Then both teams scored one apiece in the 10th to go a further two innings before a sacrifice fly by Schwarber brought home a runner. The Royals upset the Rays, winning eight to four on the final day of the weekend. The Rangers also won another against the Guardians by rallying with four runs in the eighth inning to win six to five. Phew. Alan Torreo hit his first home run of the year, and it could not have been better timing. It was in the eleventh inning against the Yankees to win. And then the Mets broke their four game losing streak with a two to one win over the Dodgers on Sunday. We have a little bit of basketball news and, uh, really it's Steph Curry news and it's actually not on the basketball court. He is in the news for a different sport this week as Steph won the American century championship, which is a golf tournament, a celebrity golf tournament in clutch fashion, literally with an Eagle on 18. It was a dream weekend for him after he takes his first title. And then he had a hole in one on Saturday. Steph beat tennis player Marty Fish to take the title, who was actually beating him before he got to the 18th hole. So it was a close, tight competition. You might also recognize some other names that were in the mix. Aaron Rodgers got fifth, Tony Romo got eighth, and Charles Barkley got 81st. You'll recognize other names, but those were just some highlights. Steph is the first black man to win the tournament in 34 years that it has been played, and the fifth Active athlete to win the first since 2000. Also in football news, Tennessee has been hit with what is believed to be the biggest NCAA fine in modern history of $8 million and a reduction of 28 scholarships. In the three years that he was there, head coach Jeremy Pruitt's staff conducted over two Hundred recruiting violations in totaling $60,000. Tennessee must also vacate 11 wins from the 2019 and 2020 season as 16 players were deemed ineligible due to those infractions. Although 11 wins in two seasons doesn't sound like a lot, especially after the success of Tennessee last season, but vacating these wins drops Tennessee out of the top 10 in wins of and drops them out of the top ten in wins total in history, to a record of 856 to 410 and 53 ties. To be clear, Jeremy P- Pruitt is not the current head coach of Tennessee. That is Josh Heupel. So Tennessee has now supposedly gotten these under control. And again, he was fired, and so that is why Tennessee was not given a bowl ban or a postseason ban. So that was a big deal for the university as they thought that was coming. The CW will air ACC games starting this fall, 13 football games and 28 basketball games split between men and women. This will be the first time the network will air college sports, but obviously they've been the sole channel for the Live Tour this past year as well. Speaking of the Live Tour, moving on to golf news, a huge congratulations to Vincent Norman, who won his First PGA Tour victory. He is a rookie on the PGA Tour, and he won at the Barbasol Championship this past weekend. The golfers played through torrential rain on Saturday, where another rookie, Trevor Cohn, had the lead on Norman by one stroke. However, Norman struck early, carting six birdies on the front nine to take the lead. All he needed, though, was a par on 18 to take the title in regulation. However, in an effort to avoid the water, he ended up in the left rough and ended up taking a bogey to put him in a playoff with English Nathan Kimsey, who was already in the clubhouse with a 64 final round. But despite the late drama, Norman only needed a par on 18 to win his first playoff hole, and he managed it the second time around. Congratulations to Vincent Norman in Hambrick Sports Management, who represents him. And then it was also the Scottish Open, which I know I touched on last week. Remember, this is what a lot of the golfers go do before they compete at the British Open, which is also called the Open, FYI. So I will probably be calling it the Open. And Scottish golfer McIntyre had his heart broken this weekend at his home open. He was leading Rory McIlroy by one and had a final round 64, but Rory birdied the final two holes to win. The crowd was also behind McIntyre all week as he was the hometown hero. Rory, Rory will now take all of this momentum into the open next week at Royal Liverpool. Scotty Scheffler, who is world number one, took third. So there was quite a number of big names at that tournament. So it would have been huge for McIntyre. Also, Rory McElroy, also after winning this, also might own a live team next year if the rumors continue to be true. Moving along to Olympic sports, and we have a comeback because Gabby Douglas, aka the Flying Squirrel, has said she is eyeing the Paris 2024 Olympics. This is huge news as we have not seen Gabby Douglas in years. She was part of the team all around that won gold in 2012, AKA London. And she won the all around in 2012 as well. Then she also won the team event in 2016 and has a gold medal from both of those Olympics. So we have not seen her in a competition since Rio. So this is a big deal for the gymnastics world. Also, Katie Ledecky has said she won't end after Paris either. So all good Olympic news all around. Get it? Get it all around, like the gymnastics. Also, we are in the final week of the Tour de France and uh, Denmark's Johannes Vindegaard from last week is still leading, this time by only nine seconds over previous champ Parachka, but it is still wide open. Vindegaard's team, Jumbo Visma, is also leading by over three minutes. The Danish cyclist called out fans after a huge pile up involving 24 riders, which was caused by a fan going out and trying to take a selfie and ended up making that pile up. So he has already said that you should enjoy the race, but not to stand on the road and mentioned not pouring beer on riders. So I don't know if that's something that's being done, but it sounds pretty reasonable to me. I know his team is also looking at suing that fan and that fan is looking at Getting banned potentially. So just remember that if you are watching, to be conscious of what is going on and maybe stay off the race path. Also, remember from last year that the final stage, which will be on the Champs Elysees, is mostly for show and not for racing. It is more of a gentleman's stage. So, final stage will be the 21st stage, which is coming up this week. Also, sticking with sticking with cycling news, the International Cycling Union has banned trans women who went through puberty as a male from competing in the women's category. They must compete in the men slash open category. Previously, trans women who were allowed were allowed to compete as long as the testosterone level is reduced. This is in line with a lot of other um, big sporting organizations that are coming out and saying the exact same thing. And then we obviously have some tennis news because Wimbledon was. And has ended this past weekend, and it was a thriller. We're going to start with the women's side. And we had a killer semifinal before number six, Tunisian Anz Jabauer, and number two, Belarusian, Arena Sabalenka. Sabalenka, that's right. (laughs) That went to three sets. Sabalenka won the first in seven-game tiebreaker, but Jabauer won the next two, six to four and six to three, to make it to her second straight Wimbledon final. But just like last year, she lost in the final. That was a huge upset by Czech Republic Marketa Vondrasova, who won in straight sets 6-4, 6-4 at the age of 24. This was her first Wimbledon final and only her second Grand Slam final. She previously made the 2019 French Open final. But you may recognize her name as she is the silver medalist from Tokyo in women's singles and now has a Grand Slam Wimbledon title to add to that silver. On the men's side, the final was number one Alcarez versus number two Djokovic, and it was an epic battle as their rankings would suggest, lasting four hours and 42 minutes, which is the third longest in Wimbledon history. Djokovic took the first set easily, six to one, but then Alcarez fought back. To win the second and third, seven to six, and then six to one himself. Now, Djokovic bounced back as he always does, winning the fourth set six to three to force a fifth. Now, that one went six to four, meaning the Spaniard ended Djokovic's hope for a calendar slam that was the first match that the Serbian had lost at Wimbledon since 2019 Alcaraz is the third youngest man to win Wimbledon and it is only his fourth try this is Alcaraz's second grand slam after winning the 2022 U.S. Open last year And then there is some soccer news. This week, we do start the Women's World Cup. And I have the first three games for the U.S. Women's National Team on the blog. So please check that out. And obviously we'll go over that in what to watch this upcoming week as well, which brings us to that section for the MLB on Monday. The twins will play the Mariners at 8:40 PM on Fox sports. One, the Dodgers take on the Orioles on Tuesday at six Oh five on TBS Friday. You've got those Apple TV plus games. Saturday, the Mets take on the Red Sox at 3.10 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Then, depending on where you are geographically, at 6.15 on Fox, you can either catch the Braves at the Brewers or the White Sox at the Twins. And then rounding out the weekend, the Padres take on the Tigers at 11.05 a.m. on Peacock. And the Mets are back at the Red Sox at 6 on ESPN. This week, it is the final Big major championship for the PGA Tour, and that begins Thursday, the Open Championship, a.k.a. the British Open, for those of you who don't watch all the time. Round one will begin Thursday at 3 a.m., because remember, this is over in the U.K. You can catch that on USA. The PGA Tour also has another event going concurrently, so you can also watch the Barracuda Championship first round. That will only be on Golf Channel all week, but they will be at 5 for round one. Then on Friday, the Open Championship Round 2 begins again at 3 a.m. on USA, Barracuda back at 5. Saturday, catch the Open Championship Round 3 at 4 a.m. on USA. Then it flips over to NBC at 6 a.m. And then a replay will be at 10 p.m. on Golf Channel for those of us who don't want to get up at the crack of dawn. Again, the Barracuda Championship is Round 3, will be at 5 on Golf Channel. And then Sunday, for the final round of the final major of the year, will be at 4 a.m. on USA, 6 a.m. on NBC with a replay on Golf Channel at 8 p.m. Also, the Barracuda final round at 5 on Golf Channel. We do have a Formula One race this week. The Hungarian Grand Prix will be at 8 a.m. on Sunday. You can catch that on ESPN. And then Olympic sports so annoying but there really is not any swimming worlds on on any regular scheduled TV but you can watch it on Peacock and I will try to go over a lot of those results next week but the tour de france is on all week so monday stage 15 at 1 a.m on usa stage 16 on on wednesday because there'll be a rest day in between so stage 16 will be wednesday at 1 a.m also on usa 17 on thursday 18 on friday and saturday 19 Then Sunday, the Tour de France Stage 20 will also, guess what, be at 1 a.m. on USA. But there will also be a stage recap at 4 p.m. on NBC. The Swimming World's Highlight Show is supposed to air at 5 p.m. on NBC. That is if the stage recap for the Tour de France is over. Then, like I said, I am going to cover, I'm not going to cover any club friendlies because we do have a couple of those, including Wrexham, which is owned by Ryan Reynolds. That's on Wednesday. But the FIFA Women's World Cup begins in Australia on Thursday. And the first game is New Zealand versus Norway. They will play at 2 a.m on Fox, and then you can catch it again at 630 on Fox Sports 1. That day is Australia versus Ireland at 5 a.m. and Nigeria versus Canada at 930 p.m. Again, because of the complete time difference, you're going to have a morning shift and a night shift. So on Friday, the morning shift, the uh, Philippines versus uh, Switzerland at midnight on Fox and Fox Sports 1. Then Spain versus Costa Rica at 2.30 a.m. on Fox and Fox Sports 1. The United States Women's World Cup debut. We will play Vietnam at 8 p.m. on Fox on Friday night. They were very kind to give us that time slot. It'll also be played again on Fox Sports 1 at 11 p.m. On Saturday, catch uh, Zambia at or versus Japan at 2 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. England versus Haiti at 4.30 and Denmark versus China at 7 all on Fox and Fox Sports 1. Sunday is Sweden versus South Africa at 11 at midnight on Fox Sports 1. Netherlands versus Portugal at 2.30 and then France versus Jamaica at 5 a.m. Monday and I also am going to cover Monday because a lot of those happen in the morning. So Monday, Italy versus Argentina at 1. This is all on Fox Sports 1 now. Germany versus Morocco at 3.30. Brazil versus Panama at 6 a.m. And then rounding out Monday night, right around when I'll be doing the next podcast, Colombia versus South Korea at 9 on Fox Sports 1. So the United States will play Vietnam on Friday then we don't play again until we play the Netherlands and then Portugal is our group play that is group E in case you wanted to know and then we will be out of the group play and moving on to the tournament style
0: so like I said earlier
1: not a ton going on this past week but with the start of the women's world cup the ending of Wimbledon and the last major on the PGA tour certainly got some stuff going on with only 50 days to go before college football Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports for more, as always, and I'll catch y'all next week.